Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hi there. I am so excited that you tuned into the Transformation for Success show today. I am pleased to have in the studio my guest, Miss Rekira Williams, a celebrity hairstylist in the hair and beauty industry, who will share how it started with a dream when she was a little eight-year-old girl. She pursued her purpose against all odds, lots of naysayers and hard knocks, and today she is a success story of what hard work, perseverance, stamina, and determination can bring to transform one's life. Rikira, or Ty, as she likes to be called, has had a remarkable and successful career over the past 28 years. and She's built a lucrative business in the hair and beauty industry. So she personifies what I have titled this show, Determination Breeds Success. How many of you listeners out there have had a dream as a child, but somehow you were talked out of it, or you were shamed out of it, or even walked away from it when in reality it was your true purpose and happiness. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to hear Rikaira or Ty share some of her business strategies and sex tidbits she learned on her journey to greater success and happiness in the hair care services industry. So if your friends miss this live show, they can download and listen later on iTunes or voiceamerica.com empowerment and women's channels transformation for success radio talk show and the shows replays 21 times throughout the week on tuesdays and fridays at 1 p.m so if you have a question or comments of my guests or me today i welcome you to call in live at 1-888-346-9141 or you can even Skype them to me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, let me introduce my guest. Hello, Rikara Ty. You like to be called. How are you? Yes, Ty. Hi, Dr. Barbara. How are you? I am great. I am so excited to have you on my show today. In fact, you are my first celebrity hairstylist on the show. And you know, I'm really happy about that (laughs) because I want to show that there are a variety of people in various professions from all walks of life who have these great transformational stories to share. So I was so excited. And you know, I'm going to tell you, Rekara, I I did a little research. I had no idea. And I'm sure maybe some of the listeners in, since we're global, uh, we're local and national and global, that I didn't realize that the hair care industry all over the world uh, has and spending millions of dollars on hair care services. And I found out that the United States hair care services industry has about 86,000 establishments. I think there are more now. 82,000 yeah. beauty salons, 4,000 barbershops that have a combined annual revenue of about $20 billion. And guess what? That was statistics from 2016. But they're wow. talking about the revenue growth is expected to improve over the next five years, ranging at an, avual, I mean, an average annual rate of $58.7 billion by 2019. Can you believe that? 
Yes. Well, I'll be happy to get a part of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I wanted to share that because I think sometimes um, when we start looking at some of the landscape in terms of jobs and the hair care and the beauty services industry, it's just really compelling when you start to look at the you know, the statistics, but you've had a right. very remarkable journey, and I'm pleased to have you share it with the listeners today, uh, because one of the things that really fascinated me about your story was that you loved uh, working with hair even as a child, and you started oh, working yeah. with hair at age, and so I was interested, were you playing with doll's hair <laughs> or real hair? I was. I was playing with doll hair. <laughs> and I also, my mom has 12 siblings, so that calls for a lot of offspring. Oh, so yes. There's actually like five of my family members that actually can do hair. So the gift, it travels through the it's family. I just, I just, Why? I was the only one who took it further than everyone else. Well, you know, I know that you finished high school and then you immediately enrolled in cosmetology school. One of the fascinating things about it was you had a lot of naysayers and, and people were questioning you. Why are you going into cosmetology? Probably I heard, you know, some of that when I was growing up in terms of the career professions that many people wanted to go into. Right. Oh, you're not going to be able to make money doing that. Uh, why, why are you doing that? Cosmetology? You know, yes. so did you have that yes. lot of questioning and comments coming from people about that? Oh, yeah. Like two people specifically I can remember. Like I'll never forget. Uh, at the career center in my high school, you know, when they get ready, I think it's about 10th grade, they make, they're going to, you know, they go call you in the office and to make sure that you have all of your college prep classes. So yes, yes. I went into the career center and she was like, uh, okay, we're going to start getting you ready for your college classes. And I was like, well, I'm not going to college. And <laughs> she was mortified. She was like, well, dear, what are you going to do? I said, you know, at the time, you know, no one, they weren't really using that. They weren't really using that term cosmetology or hairstyles. I was just like, I'm going to do hair. And she was like, oh, God, how are you going to survive? You know? (laughs) And then my mom, out of all people, was the second person. So your own mother, if your own mother didn't believe in you, I was the type of child that did not. I believed in me, so I didn't need anybody to believe in me, and I knew this as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she doesn't have to believe it, she'll see. Okay. And when she told me that, I was I just put everything in, in sixth gear, and, and I got busy. So I was doing the, you work longer than everybody, you come in earlier, you stay later. And I've been doing that my whole career. And I, I really know that's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So a lot yeah. of this was just something that do you feel that was just inherent? You know, sometimes I'll say maybe it was just inherent in my G- DNA, you know, yeah. that you had that kind of propensity towards discipline and being on target with what it is you wanted to do. Oh, sure. Definitely it's, it's inherited. It, it didn't come from my mom, though. Definitely it didn't come from her. My brother is the same way. He has his own business also. So mm-hmm. we believe mm-hmm. that it came from my mom's dad, but we have it. And, you know, we are just hard workers. And mm-hmm. I've always, you know, the, the hair care industry took a turn, you know, maybe about 10 years ago. Right. And right. I'm still here. And I've seen some ladies, you know, God bless, um, that they're doing other things 
other than what they love, but I've always said the strong survive. You know, you work longer, you work harder, and, you, and if you're more available and people can really count on you and trust you, that'll withstand any, any type of, um, you don't even have to be so good in here. You know, if people can trust you, Integrity goes a lot longer than, yes, you know, it does. hairstyle. Yes, it does. Yeah. Now, one yeah. of the things, Ty, you said you were watching your mom. Uh, you were watching your mom. What were you watching your mom for? Did she have some influences on you that were d- directly positive? Well, she didn't, um, yeah. I learned, you know, you can learn from people whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad. And That's my mom right. was just not very motivated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... She was not a supportive mom. You know, mm-hmm. I've done all types of sports. I'm very athletic. She mm-hmm. never attended any of those things. And even as an adult, um, I started competing in bodybuilding at the age of 40, and I had three shows and still got no support. But it's okay. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I stepped on that stage for me, and it goes all the way back to childhood. Right, Everything right. I've always done has always been for me. My grades in school, mm-hmm. they were for me. Everything was for me, you know, and I've always held true to that, you know. So mm-hmm. anything I do is for me. I think that's wonderful. And I want to applaud mm-hmm. you for being an adult going into bodybuilding at 40. I started doing lifting oh. weights at 62. <laughs> oh, amen. Wow. It's never too we, Yeah. We won't talk it's, about that. That was huge. my career doing that's weight training huge. for five years. Yeah. So it's never too late amen. to begin to do anything. But the fact that you're self-motivated and, you know, uh, you, you studied real hard. I know that. You, you shared uh, a little bit about how you studied really hard. Gosh, and in 10 months, girl, you took the exam and failed. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. What happened? Because that certainly does a lot to damage one's self-esteem. You, you fail the test on the first try. How, how well, you, you know what I? You know how uh-huh. I felt about that. I didn't feel the fail was actually a win because okay. I felt like I was really going that day to see what the test was about. I wasn't going to pass. Isn't that crazy? How a seventeen-year-old <laughs> no. could be thinking that way? So no. I, think I was eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me go in here and see what this test is about. I'm not even going to pass. And I actually think this, this um, what is it, the instructor, I actually think I was kind of set up to fail. I still feel that way because mm-hmm. um, when you go into state board, they have this booklet and there's all types of assignments in there. So you have times, like at 8 o'clock you have to do an assignment. At 10 o'clock you may have to do an assignment. So I, I remember using my spray bottle before I went on lunch break. And then when I came back from the break, I had another wet, um, a wet job that I had to do. As soon as I picked the bottle up, the whole bottom fell out. I, I didn't oh, get no. a chance to tell you any of that. The whole bottom fell out, <laughs> and it was water everywhere. So oh, no. can you imagine that? So I oh. said, you know what I said? Oh, as God, I was, I was in the water up the floor. <laughs> Yeah, as I was cleaning up the water off the floor, I said, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. I guess a water failure inspired you to regroup and continue on the journey. Um, oh, so, yeah. you did you go back and take you? Of course you went back and took it the second time. Did you pass it the second away. time? 
I went right away and passed with flying colors and asked, and I actually finished the test 30 minutes ahead of everybody. <laughs> All right, my lady. <laughs> so maybe that first dry run really helped. Indeed, it did. Yeah, it did. It did. So, so, you know, I've had some challenges for sure. Well, absolutely, and life is full of challenges, you know, and I know also, Ty, you worked really, really hard, and I want the listeners to know that because, you know, uh, hard work does pay off, but sometimes, you know, you want to sort of like quit and say, you know, am I really benefiting with all this hard work? So what did you learn? You worked for six months in a beauty parlor. I guess, were you 19, 18 or 19 when you passed your exams, you go to work in a beauty shop. What happened in that beauty shop? Well, the first, you know what, actually, Dr. Barbara, I didn't mention in in my bio, I actually, at the age of 14, I actually had experience working in a salon, but I was only braiding hair. Mm -hmm. So, fast forward, you know, I was about 19 when I started, and um, I went into the salon with no old clients. And I remember going on a field trip uh, when I was in school, and this girl told us how she built her clientele. She said she went in, she she took every phone call, she went out, she passed out flyers, you know, Mm -hmm. know, people always want free things. So you have to remember, how can you give away something free? So I sat around, and I figured what I can give away is a skill, because I own that. I can't give away products because that belongs to a company. So what I will do is I'll offer a free trim, a free cut, or something free for the customer to return. Okay. So I went in, I sat in the salon with no clients, hoping to, to just even make my booth rent. My booth rent was probably $125 that Ooh. week. I was Ooh. lucky to make. Yes, that was a lot. Yes, that <laughs> well, is a lot. <laughs> yes. I made $150. I didn't even know that I could do that. Wow. And from that point on, I just never looked back. I got an assistance probably, I got an assistant maybe six months into me going into a salon. So that was relatively fast for someone who didn't have any clients six months ago. To, to need an assistant. Well, do you do you and think uh, it is, but that people like free stuff, and the fact that you were giving them uh, a trim or a cut or something, uh, and plus, let's face it, Ty, you must have been good doing the hair too, because even if you give a free trim or a free, you know, cut, if you're not any good, they're not coming back whether it's free or not. <laughs> They're not coming back. They're not coming back. I actually went to the school that I went to. It was a, a black-owned private school, and it was only one of the schools. And we, if everyone did theory, every other school did theory class, two hours, we did four. Oh, wow. So we studied so all extra effort. the details. Extra we were actually effort. some mm-hmm. really smart students. And most of my um, colleagues that came out of the school that I that I went to, they actually are pretty successful. They are. Well, you know, and it is also in the training. You know, the more rigorous the training, the more success. Although sometimes, uh, I know I've heard 
individual state that, you know, I felt like we had to work harder. But I believe the sole thing I've always advocated, work harder, work smarter, and you come out on top. So obviously, your background training has certainly helped you. And I know that you're very good in the business. We're going to talk about um, when we come back after break, the impetus that made you decide to focus on a specialty in the hair industry. And why is there a need to focus on the hair industry? So just share that with me, okay? And we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to be right back after our break. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So listeners, stay tuned because we'll be right back with Miss Ty Williams, the celebrity hairstylist. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there, and welcome back to my show today with my guest, Miss Rikaira Williams, a celebrity high st- hairstylist in the hair and beauty industry, works with a company called Freelance. Well, listen, I am so excited. K- K- Ty we were talking about, you know, here you are in a, in, a, in a shop, but really more importantly, some of the things that you learned and how you really worked hard because of the training that you got that made you successful and that you came up with the idea of giving free stuff to build customers, which evidently was very successful and you were on your way. Within six months, you got an assistant. Girl, you, go, oh, yeah. you work it. You work it. But. What was, but you decided to uh, focus on a specialty. Is that something that uh, was desirous or something you wanted to do to, to focus on a specialty, and why? Well, actually, um, 
the short hair phase had started coming in, and mm-hmm. I had a couple of requests for short hair, and I caught myself maybe twice saying, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So we already know how I feel about saying you can't do anything. So <laughs> I just, you know, I got some clothes you have to get, like, I got uh, maybe four or five people that were really close to me. Mm-hmm. And those people became, of course, there was a lot of discounted, a lot of free hair, but it wasn't really free because I was learning, you know, how to perfect the skill of doing mm-hmm. short hair. Mm-hmm. So I started doing um, a lot of short hair and getting better each time I did it. I'm talking about weekly. And so I set up a photo shoot with this popular photographer that shot for hair. Mm-hmm. So he would have you... Uh, fill out a, wa- uh, um, a waiver saying that the hair, you know, you have to get these release forms and stuff to release to the magazine and these popular hype hair and black hair and all these hair magazines were out. So he's mm-hmm. like, hi, I'm going to submit some of your work. But he wasn't doing it for me. He was doing it for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a double-page spread and I got the cover shot. And that's when it really took off. I was getting all kind of phone calls. Wow. And people wow. were taking these magazines in. And one of my cousins, I mentioned earlier that I had a family member that did here. My cousin, who was actually my mentor at the time, I learned a lot of stuff from her. I worked for her as a kid. Mm-hmm. Summer times when other kids were outside playing, I was inside helping her, working for free. Mm-hmm. And once again, free is not always free because you're learning. Right. So, right. She she looked, and after about four or five of her clients bought this magazine in, she said, let me see who did this. She looked and saw that it was me, and she hopped on the phone. Oh, my God. I was wondering who did all of this work. Well, she didn't recognize it because I had evolved to doing something that she couldn't even do. Okay. So okay. It was mm-hmm. still an honor for her to even, you know, even, you know, recognize the work to be good work and to reach out to me, you know. Uh-huh. So it mm-hmm. felt really good. I offered to bring her along, but, you know, different people have different plans, you know. That's right. And I believe That's right. that she was just well, a you know, stepping stone. I was just a stepping stone for her, maybe, you know. Yes. Well, you know, the one thing that I'm admiring from your cousin is that she didn't become jealous because, you know, a lot of people start to, you know, when you start to rise, you start to become successful, you find that little green-eyed monster starts to appear in all kinds of people, even some of your best friends or even relatives. The eyes change. The eyes change. They did. The eyes change. We'll just just keep it nice like that. (laughs) Her eyes did change. So I just pray for her. You know what I mean? I, I pray for her because... I do understand, and and the only difference between her and I is I realize that I'm paying it forward, and whoever comes behind me, they need to be better than me. I have an apprentice now, and that's what I tell her. Mm -hmm. You need to be better than me. You must be better than me. I think that's a good attitude. And what it also indicates is even in your business, you have a high self-esteem about yourself. Did you ever consider yourself as being artistic? You know, because you came up with all these ideas with short hair, and here you are ending up on the cover of a magazine. Um, Did you ever think of yourself as being artistic in that particular sense? Definitely. And that's that's why I ended up loving short hair, because... 
Mm-hmm. You can take someone and change their whole look, you mm-hmm. know, like cutting it down. And my thing um, that I love the most is seeing how close I can come to getting in someone's head and getting close to that, you know, giving them what they want. Even right. if I get close, right. I'm very happy because it's like, okay, I was able to get inside that person's head and really mm-hmm. give them what they want instead of, you know, me giving them what they need or what I think they should have because I can't convey, you know, what they're yeah. telling me or I don't care enough, but I mm-hmm. do. Well, I'm going to ask so, you a question, which I know you don't like to think of yourself as a celebrity hairstylist, and I know uh, that's very <laughs> modest and humbling. Uh, however, you are, Ty, a celebrity uh, hairstylist. And so the oh, thing is, how did this How did this happen? Uh, did somebody come to you who was a star or somebody came and became a star <laughs> because of you? <laughs> Let's look right. at it that way. So, so, <laughs> so what happened was I actually, um, me and Layla Ali, uh, well, she had come to the salon where I worked to get her hair braided, and she had passed out. She actually, you know, had her own business at the time. She was very young. She was about 18 years old, owning a nail salon, so she passed out her car stuff, and she was like, I think you guys need to come to me, you know, support my business. I do really well, though. Don't just come, but I do really well. So, actually, I started going to her to get my nails done, and at the time um, that my nail appointment was, it was the same time as her lunch break. So, she would do my nails. And we just happened to start going to go eat for lunch. You know, it happened to be, it started to become, you know, regular. Mm-hmm. And so the more we talked, we started finding out. She knew that I did hair. And we started finding out that we had a lot in common as far as genuineness and, you know, how we see people and morality and stuff. So mm-hmm. I started doing her hair. I did her hair for a couple of, you know, small events. And then mm-hmm. one thing about her is, it doesn't matter if your friends and I, if you're not good, she's not going to use you. So I already uh-huh. know that she's mm-hmm. using me because I do a good job, a great job, actually. You mm-hmm. know, she uses me. She has several different people that she uses depending on where she's traveling to. But mm-hmm. um, she brought me along with her, and I'm so grateful, you know, for that. I've done tons of, you know, print ads, uh, commercials that people see that they probably wouldn't even know that I was behind the scenes. A um, couple of TV mm-hmm. shows I'm currently working on, one TV show now, it's on the OWN Network, mm-hmm. and um, it's called Homemade Simple, and I only deal with her, and most of the jobs, I've only had to do her, never anybody else, so that's mm-hmm. that's a blessing, mm-hmm. you know. It but is. She brought me it with is. her. Yeah, she, she brought me with her, and I've been with her for about 20 years, maybe, you know, or close to that's- it. That's a long time. And that means that says a considerable uh, work, uh, considerable statement about you, Ty. And, you know, and I know from personal experience from going to hair salons myself that in actuality, hairstylists become coaches, therapists with their clients while they're Mm -hmm. in the chair. Uh, What has been your experience with this aspect? Because, I mean, it never fails. I mean, you talk to the barber or you talk to the guys, they talk to the barber. The barbershop becomes a hub for many, particularly in the African-American community. Of course, they made those movies. Barbershop became quite popular. (laughs) And also the beauty uh, parlor aspects of it. was, you know, portrayed in a movie, too. So what has been your experience where you actually, you know, feel that you are a coach or a therapist 
are more or less a good listener. <laughs> oh, that's well, you have to be all of those. And what I've learned over the years is you have to figure out who you can talk to, who you need to listen to, who mm-hmm. you can advise, and who mm-hmm. you just get silent on. <laughs> that's true. So <laughs> I've learned, you know, yeah, I've learned. And then also I've learned only in the last six years, I didn't realize for many, many years, that I was taking all of that stuff home with me. Oh, yes. You know, oh, and, yes. Mm-hmm. oh, it took me a long time to be able to get that, to leave it at the salon mm-hmm. and, you know, come home and just release. And I totally disconnect from the salon when I'm, I don't talk any business. On mm-hmm. my off days, I don't even want to, you don't even, you got to call me back on my work days. I'm not answering any business-related questions. It took me a long time to get there because I needed to separate my personal life from the salon because it's so much, you bring so much junk, you know, home and, and stuff. I wear, I actually wear some beads. I am into like the beads, you know, certain beads and crystals for like negativity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do wear those to protect myself. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I do know that I for sure have helped some people. You know, and I and it's an honor for someone to come and tell you their business. So I do, I look at it like they trust me enough mm-hmm. to even tell me, even if they don't. Some people don't really want your advice; they just want you to listen. They just want to listen. So, and I, I, I have known mm-hmm. over the years, and that's why I ask you that question because uh, I've been in, you know, the beauty parlor, beauty parlors, numerous of them, from Hollywood all the way down Beverly Hills, and it's the same. Uh, there is a certain sort of respect, but I do know I've talked with a couple of uh, hairstylists and they say they don't take it home. And that's one of the, the first things you learn in coaching and counseling that you cannot take that home. You have to disengage. So I'm glad that you're yeah. doing that and that you you know are able to go home and just be Thai and relax. So are there some characteristics um, that you think that particularly I'm going to phase it in celebrity hairstylists have in common? Um, you mean the celebrity and a salon-based hairstylist? Yes. Or? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, um, you know, like, uh, because I think, I think, well, the reason why I ask that question, because I think becoming a cele- celebrity hairstylist, whether you're working with one person or numerous people, there are certain characteristics that maybe you would find that the hairstylists uh, have in common. Uh, and I was thinking, one, they're discreet, uh, they're courteous, they're sensitive to the client's needs, you know, whatever, that kind of thing. Yes. So I was just trying to find out if there's some common characteristics, particularly when you're dealing with celebrities, male or female. Um, yeah, it, there's a little bit more sensitivity there when you're dealing with the celebrity because there, there is a little bit, you know, more privacy there. And this is why I choose. I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm more salon-based. I just get in where I fit in. But I think there is a special kind of person that is carved out to do celebrities only. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, it's not me. I think I'm too black or white. I I think it's a lot of fakeness going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't be fake. I, you know what I mean? It's like, you may not like what I'm saying, but this is what it is. And, and, and you know, I just... There's a difference, you know, and I and I love my colleagues, but we all do something different, and I'm glad I I can get in where I fit in, you know, with mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. um 
the the work far as the industry part goes. Okay, I, and I think that's okay. Uh, but I, you know, that was just one of my intriguing questions uh, when when you start thinking of celebrities. And, and, and the other interesting aspect, too, I wanted to ask is, what do you see are some of the current trends? Now, you know, when you talked about you were uh, specializing in short hair, it's hard to see mm-hmm. people with short hair. What I'm seeing now, all these long tresses, the weaves, the, uh, you know, there's still some of the natural hair, but I see more people getting the weaves and the, the long hair and some of it down to their almost their rears. So what do you see happening uh, in the hair care industry from your perspective? Okay, so there are a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. Now, one of the things has really, like, killed the hair business, like, mm-hmm. overall, the uh, black mm-hmm. hair business, and it's the team natural thing, the natural thing. Now, let me, let me pull the positive out of that. What okay. I do like about the natural thing is that we now realize that it's okay to wear our hair and we don't have to relax it and that we're back in touch with our natural hair and we're loving our natural hair. Mm-hmm. So the wigs and weaves are an option and not a must. You know what I okay. mean? It used to be yes. like, I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to see what I have. And now it's mm-hmm. like... A wig mm-hmm. is an is an accessory now because mm-hmm. people are in touch with their with their natural hair. So mm-hmm. that phase is slowly, you know, passing mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. I really think the wigs and weaves wigs more so now. Weaves are phasing out more, and wigs are becoming more popular. I'm okay with the wigs, though. I'm okay mm-hmm. with the wigs because I think that every woman needs a wig or two. I really do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something that she can do on an off day or out of town, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think she should have that, and if she shouldn't feel enslaved or indebted to her hairstylist if she misses her appointment, mm-hmm. she should be able to throw a hair unit on, you know. But that those are the two things: the right. natural hair and the wigs have. Those are the trends, I believe, that are here to stay. Mm-hmm. They just will mm-hmm. probably tone down some, but mm-hmm. they're here to stay. I had an interesting conversation uh, with a former hairstylist who also was a hairstylist to the stars. And uh, one of the things I was intrigued with, the, yes, the natural hair care, but I was interested in uh, not only African-American women, because I don't think it's just African-American women. It's uh, Latino. It's uh, women of all uh, cultures are adding hair pieces, are adding, you know, to their own hair. And I was asking her with, as it relates to African-American women, a lot of them uh, with the long hair, they're getting the weaves or whatever it is, and then it's so long. And, you know, she had a very good answer that it's a trend. We go through trends. And so you've been in the hair business for 28 years, so you've seen trends where we'll go through this. And so she was saying that what you're seeing now is a trend that many African-American women have not had. We've had the hips, we've had uh, the bosoms, uh, the legs, but we've never had necessarily the long hair. And so she was saying, so now we have the hair. I thought it was such a profound statement to make that that's one of the things we haven't had. And now 
there's the advantages. So I just want to say thank you for what you're doing and, and, and really remarking about that because this means you can have anything you want to have, really. You can have your wig. Yeah. You can have your hair natural. You can add pieces to your hair, whatever. It's your preference. <laughs> and you know, if it makes you feel good, I say, Ty, feel good. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. It's an accessory now. It's not... It's yeah. not a negative now. It used to right. be like, oh, my gosh, she has a wig on. Like, you know, it's like a secret. It's not no. a secret anymore. No. No, and I was surprised how many uh, women in the TV, in the television media industry are wearing, uh, you know, fillers or pieces to their hair, and that's okay. But what well, they the, have uh, to. They have to because it shows up better on TV, it, you, mm-hmm. especially if there's a green screen. Oh, Lord. If there's a green screen back there, um, they're going to actually be able to see through you know, if you're taking a front shot, you'll be able to see the wall between your neck and your hair. And right. it should be full there. So right. everybody's going to need it. Everybody needs hair. And that, is, that, is so, that is so true. <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes, um, Ty, life brings us the biggest surprises. And I want to know, what was your biggest surprise and how did you handle it? In, in, the, in the hair business? Mm-hmm. Or just or in life, you it's something you want to share oh. mm-hmm. in your journey. Mm. You know, let me see. In my journey, I well, you know what, uh, Ty, hold that question, hold that okay. thought. I'll give you time to think about that. Your okay. biggest surprise. What was it, and how did you handle it? Because you know what, listeners, okay. we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back, and okay. we're going to hear from Miss Ricara Williams. Thank you for listening. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, welcome back, and I'm excited to have you tuned in again with my show, my guest today, Miss Raikira Williams, known as Ty, who's had a successful career as a celebrity hairstylist in Southern California for well over 28 years. So welcome back, and we, I had just asked Ty a very engaging question. You know, sometimes all of us have these surprises, or we have some of times, some of the biggest challenges in our lives, and I asked her, what was her biggest chat? challenge or surprise and how does she handle it life is a journey isn't it ty yes it is yes it is oh my god i think i think one of the biggest shocks that i got in my life and and it really trapped me you know how you think you know about people mm-hmm. you think you know all oh, yeah. that you could know and you you mm-hmm. constantly learn more and this one right here i want to write a book about this one so i was married to someone and only for two years mm-hmm. but in that two years time I found out that my ex-husband he's my ex-husband my husband at the time was hiding he had taken uh, money out of the properties he was hiding $180,000 from me he had taken Ooh. my name off of the property Ooh. and someone Ooh. had helped him do it Ooh. Uh, another friend of his right and um, about time I started trying to do something, like trying to figure out what was going on, he was like 10 steps ahead of me. I, so he had been doing stuff the whole time. So I, that was because I gave someone full control. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought mm-hmm. I could trust him and he was my husband. But the lesson in that is to always know what's going on if you're involved, period. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You should always Absolutely. know. And I ended up being in, I was in court longer than I was married. <laughs> I, I was in court oh. for three years for a two-year marriage. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. But I learned a lot from that, and I pray for him. I forgive him. And I don't take it personal because I felt like he would have done anybody like that. I don't take it personal. I had to forgive him, otherwise I'll be allowing this man to have a part of me, you know, for the rest of my life. So I had to forgive him so I could move on. But well, that was a, <laughs> I think Mandela said, said this at one time, you know, having unforgiveness towards somebody else is drinking poison, hoping they'll die from it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, right. Why would you do that? I never, I never understood that. And right away, I said I would get married again because you have those people who have those bad experiences, and they say I'm never getting married again. Oh yes, oh you, yes, not, oh yes. It's not the marriage; it's the people. You know, absolutely. The people who are in the marriage. You have That's to, right. You have to work the marriage. It's not going to just work. You have to work it. So you know, well, one day I will. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you survived, and more importantly. The, the forgiveness and the oh, lesson learned yeah. and the fact that you're still oh, yeah. open and responsive to be to something else, to another person coming oh, into your life. I think that's wonderful. You know, definitely. I also know a little bit more about you and I'm pleased to know that, that you, and I just want to applaud you because, you know, you've become an advocate. And as you said earlier, that you've become a mentor to uh a hairstylist, and that you're doing this to also upcoming hairstylists. So what mm-hmm. is it that you actually share with your mentees? Tell us a little bit of, of, of what do you share with them? 
You know, it was it's crazy because I just uh, talked to, I was just having a conversation over the weekend mm-hmm. with my apprentice, and, you know, she's, this is her first time working in the salon, and she actually, I call her mini-me. She reminds me so much of me. I was mm-hmm. younger than she was getting started, but she is just a hard worker. I like her a lot, mm-hmm. and she doesn't like some of the things that are going on in the salon, so she just doesn't want to be there. And I said, so what's going to happen when you go to your next location? So you know that there's going to be something. So it's going to cost you more money to keep running around instead. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, it's free, to, it's free to be grown. It's free to figure out how to work situations out and how to coexist with people. Mm-hmm. People are not going to always like you and you're not going to always like them, but you need to learn how to be grown. It costs you zero dollars. <laughs> so I always try to put that out there to them. Think, think. you know, being hasty costs a lot of money, you know, so think about it. I think that's an ap- absolute great um, piece of advice. You know, there's a guy by the name of Jimmy Dean who wrote, I can't change the direction of the wind but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. So right. I, I've been able to share with a lot of people, I'm going to quit this job because I don't like the people, blah, 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 or I'm quitting because of one person or, you know, my life is miserable. But I said, if you change jobs, what are you going to do? You're going to find that same person that just have a different name, mm-hmm. probably different face. It could be male. It could be a female. But learning to exist where you are and make the adjustments, you'll always come out right. on top. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad yes. you shared that. <laughs> it's like oh, filling an onion. Like life is like layers and mm-hmm. it's just layers and layers and, and you know I I've made some mm-hmm. mistakes of course, but I've learned from each of I've never made the same mistake twice. I could tell you that. And I've learned <laughs> oh, from one each time of only. Them. I, one I'm, time only. <laughs> yeah, one time only and it's not that many. Not very many. You know, I put a post up on my Instagram page, and it says, uh, I, it looks like I'm not busy because I did it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to always do that. I try to do it. Even if it takes me longer, I'm the tortoise in the hare. You know how you have the tortoise in the hare syndrome? And yes. When I ran track, I did that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to run at the pace that allows me to keep going. Instead mm-hmm. of stopping, going, stopping, going. And that's how I feel about life. Like, I'm going to go at the pace that, because longevity is what is my concern. Can mm-hmm. I keep going for longer? You know, I'm thinking about the future and not, like, right now. Right. Because that's that absolute. doesn't last long. Right. It's, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Ty, I want you to share from your point of view, because... um You're in an industry, again, that maybe there are a lot of young people that are thinking about it and people who are listening to the show uh, of going into the beauty fashion, hair beauty fashion industry today. Um, I'm going to have on the show uh, coming up this month a young man who is from Nigeria who was discouraged by his parents and thought he was crazy probably for a young man going into the fashion industry. And, of course, he's made quite a name for himself. But there are really uh, people like yourself who are on a track, you were not deterred, 
you became successful, but what are some of your strategies or steps that you would share for women and men who wish to make it in the hair, beauty, fashion industry today? Um, you know, it always goes back to, um, you know, holding on to, you know, if you have an idea and Mm -hmm. you know that it can be successful and it's just going to take time, then you have to put the time in that it's going to take for you to get there. Mm So... Now, at this point in my career, I worked seven days a week in the beginning for the first 12 years. Oh, my goodness. Seven days a week. Oh. And two salons. Okay. And I did all of that so I can now only work three days. I've gotten out of the first. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What did you say, Dr. Barbara? I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm actually taking notes because one of the things you said, hold on to the, uh, an idea. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one I, I wrote down, which you had said, which really translates to hone in your craft. You studied yes. and you went to a school that was rigorous, that you did twice as much as other schools. So you're honing in on your craft. And then number three, it was stay the course. I'm just repeating what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> okay. Of course. Like, I never, I never, you know, there are times when I've only slept for four hours, you know, and I'm working a 12 or 16-hour day off of four hours sleep, but that's what that day called for, and it's okay. Because whatever, wherever I went wrong in the scheduling, we're going to make it different the next time. But... You know, I get through that day, and it's okay. I, I never, you know, let anybody down. You know, people can always count on me, and, and that's okay. bigger than anything. They know that I'm going to be there. Be dependable. And I remember, yes, mm-hmm. in the 80s, when I, before I got into school, I was still in high school. I didn't graduate until 89, and then my cousin that was six years older than me, she was in the mix of, in the mix of the, what I call the hairstylist who messed it kind of messed up the respect for the timing thing. And these women would come in and get their hair washed, and these stylists wouldn't get to them for six to eight hours, and these women would be sitting around. And oh, saying, you know oh, what? That is That's maddening. That's not what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when mm-hmm. I went into my first salon, the, the first salon that I ever went into, I met this lady. We became friends. She was like a big sister to me. She was nine years older than me, and... I saw some unbelievable things that she did, and I said, I'm never going to do those things. Mm -hmm. She was always late, Mm -hmm. two and three hours late, or 30 minutes late, and then she gets there and wants to have a conversation with the client. It was like social hour for her. I was like, that's terrible. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she's no longer here in the industry, of course, because People will go to someone that they know is going to be on time. So it's not hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a hard mm-hmm. thing to do. All you have to do is just be there earlier, be there longer, you know, and just be there. You know, and I'm going to thank you for, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to thank you for saying these things because 
um, anybody going into the hair beauty fashion industry today, and particularly if you're dealing with celebrities, you're dealing with anybody. I think everybody is a celebrity. I'm going to say that right now. I think everybody okay. is a celebrity. They should be. And how they're treated. Um, and so you're saying, hold on to your idea. If you're going into this business, hone in on your craft, stay the course, be dependable, and hard work. I mean, this woman worked seven days a week for 12 years to make a difference mm-hmm. uh, because she mm-hmm. loved it. I think you have to really love what you do. And that also, I, I'm so glad you said this because how many times many of the listeners, many of us have experienced People who were not on time were not dependable. So I want to thank you so much for sharing today and being so authentic um, with your story, Raquel. Because, like I said, you're my first hairstylist and celebrity hairstylist that I've interviewed on the show, well, and I just an want people—I just honor. want people to know yeah. that there are people from all walks of life, all professions, who are doing some wonderful work. They're sitting and they're standing, and they're doing their purpose. So, thank you for the work you do, and I want to wish you continued success in your endeavors. And as I close the show today, I want you to remember as. Rekaira, or Ty, as she likes to be called, experienced hard knocks, naysayers, even from her family, and some failures may occur in your journey. But always remember, determination breeds success. And if if any of you want to try out her hair styling approaches, you can visit her at Freelance, which is located in Gardena, California. And you can get a hold of her with Instagram at hair by K-I-Y-O-F-L-A. Okay, again, that's Instagram at hair by K-I-Y-O-F-L-A. And, Rakira, I really want to thank you again. And oh, thank you, Sue, Dr. Barbara. I appreciate it, it. It was a pleasure. It really was. And join me again next week with the gorgeous Miss Kimberly Jones, who won the title of Miss International. You will not want to miss her compelling transformational story. So today, I trust you were inspired. Believe that you can work hard, work smart, and be forever transformed. And I hope you have a very blessed week. And this is Dr. Barbara signing off. Until next week, Transformation for Success. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.